And we're clear. Clear. And we're clear. Welcome to CCM in 3D. I'm Dan. I'm still Derek. And I am Dave. Still Dave. And still, everybody, welcome again to our podcast here with CCM in 3D. We talk about classics from 1985 to 1995. We've done a lot of different albums, and this time we're doing... I guess you call it multi-artist albums. Yeah, maybe it's various various artists. artists. Yeah. yeah. Um, so a little bit different than, well, or help me understand. I think Derek isn't a little bit different than a compilation album, right? So a multi- probably. I, yeah. I, I consider a multi-artist album like they probably have unique songs on them. So it's not like songs an artist has done before, where right? They, where they bring in like Stephen Curtis Chapman's big hit. And then Amy Grant's big hit, they put them together in a CD right, of right. something they've done before. This is something they've done, probably only going to find on that CD, right? on that album. Okay. So you're comparing that to like the WOW albums yeah. or that sort of thing. This is not the WOW albums. So what right. we have in mind is um, a, an album that has a theme and very art, various artists are kind of drafted in to more or less sing songs around that theme. So for the listener, think uh, Coram Deo, the, the album Coram Deo, or, or Our Hymns, or there's a Christmas version called Our uh, Christmas. And so those are various artist albums. So that's kind of what we're going for today, are the various artist albums as opposed to a compilation of hits. And that right there... So it's not like... Yeah. It's not a wow album, it's a yes album. That's right. That's, that's right. correct. Yes. That, that, okay, in our case, it. that's for sure. And not to be confused right. with the group yes. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah that's true. Yeah. Or the group wow. <laughs> or the group wow, yeah. Because <laughs> you know there probably is one somewhere. And, probably. And that, that just concluded our shortest explanation of what we're talking about today. <laughs> Indeed. Phew. Yeah, okay. glad that's over. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, anybody want to kick off or start? Sure, I'll kick uh, off. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'll kick off. Uh, so, the first one, and, and I'm just going to kick off with this one, and I know that probably this one made, if not all three of our lists, then close to all three of our lists. But I'll just kick it off, and I won't say a whole lot about it, and we'll just go back and forth. And that is the Coram Deo CD, the aforementioned Coram Deo CD. Uh, that came out on the Sparrow label, and that came out in, I think, yeah, 92. Yep. And so that album was kind of, I think, a brainchild of Charlie Peacock's, and so he drafted in just uh, an amazing cast of characters. Uh, Susan Ashton appears on it, uh, Michael English, Out of the Gray, Michael Card, and... uh, just a ton of great instrumentalists. Danny O'Lanerty plays bass. Buddy Green plays harmonica. You've got Scott Dente playing a lot of the acoustic guitars. And so, yeah, it's a, it's, it's, it's a, an amazing album. And I would be surprised if it didn't make all three of our lists. So I'll kick it to you guys and see if it did. Yes, I had this on my list. So, uh, yeah, like you said, Charlie Peacock produced. It can't really go too wrong there. Right. Um, but it is a very slow, reflective uh, recording. Yes. As, as I yes. Took, yeah, so it's one of those where – so the, the parentheses of this 
uh, album is apparently is in the presence of God. Right. Um, is that what that means, Derek Coram Dale? Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. That okay. is what it means. Yep. So, so I'm assuming they kind of meant this to be like maybe a supplement to a quiet time or something or something that just kind of draws you in. Is that, do you think that's what they're going for there? Well, that you, you bring up a good question and I'll, I'll throw out to both of you. What kind uh, yes, it's a various artists albums in that various artists came together to sing songs that were created just for the project. Mm-hmm. So it's, it fits the true definition of a various art artists album, but what kind of album is this uh, given the time, especially remembering the time that it came out in 92 because this is way before the praise and worship movement that Mm -hmm. still goes on today this is completely different than if you just went to your local christian bookstore and picked up the maranatha cd or the vineyard cd or whatever cd kind of over in the praise and worship section this album does not fit into that either so what is this album you know, I'll have to admit to you guys, I've got some homework to do. I have never heard this album. Oh, this my is all, goodness. Really? This is all brand new hmm. to me, and it, obviously it's not on my list. So I guess I'll act as the interviewer sure. to you guys. What what makes this album so unique, so special? Dan, do you want to grab that one? Well, so I do. I think it. I took it as intended to be something that, Hey, if you're going to do a quiet time, maybe this is something you'd turn on in the morning or something, kind of get your mind ready for the day, set for the day. Um, you know, just songs of praise, like you said, you know, Lord of love, um, what I long for, uh, amen, praise and glory is what it ends it with. Um, things to reflect on, like three beautiful words from out of the grave, which are, I love you and I forgive you. Right. Um, but yeah, it's really uh, different. To, now, again, I lean more toward rock. So mm-hmm. this was very slow for me. Right. Uh, but uh, there were a few standouts on here that I really liked. Um, Out of the Grays. I love Out of the Grays stuff. And I think that three beautiful words that I just mentioned and uh, Forever I Will Trust in You are two songs on there. And I just love, of course, Christine Dente's unique voice. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also, you know, a lot, there's flute on here, soprano sax, a recorder, you know, the violin, yeah. uh, we've got acoustic guitar and that kind of thing. So accordion even. Yep. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah. Yep. Well, okay. So, and I'll, I'll chime in on that. So, um, I, this album came out when Dan and I were working together. Well, all three of us were working together at the same station at the mm-hmm. time. And so I believe I picked this up the year, Dan, that you and I drove to Nashville and went to GMA. So I still have my copy right here. Nice. Here it is. So I've got it right here with me. And the liner notes written by Charlie say, God is the God of all creation. There is no corner of life that his light does not fall upon. Indeed, nothing good exists in our lives that his light does not permeate and sustain and nothing bad that his light ever fails to illuminate. The eyes of God are ever upon us, but his eyes upon us are not an imposition. They are rather an invitation. They're a call to a relationship of divine love and freedom. Freedom not to do as we please, seeking to wrest control from God, but freedom to live joyfully in the understanding of God's love and sacrifice for us, of his intimate concern for us, and of the glorious union with himself that he has one day promised us. So that's it's really nice. Each song has, of course, the lyrics, who is featured on the vocalist 
but then there's a like a little devotional for each song which right. i won't read there's a prayer oh. there's a prayer after each song there's a scripture verse and then like in the case of lord of love which is the first song uh there's a quote from the book of common prayer there's uh quotes uh from the scriptures all the way through for these songs and dave the the one that you should really listen to that will just th this duet does not make sense on paper and then when you hear it with your own ears it's glorious okay and, and that's the first song lord of love which is a duet oh. between michael card and charlie peacock wow which yes. on paper makes no sense <laughs> no yeah and and then you hear it and it makes complete sense okay so wow. Yeah, that's that's great. This, um, in addition to being uh, kind of a slower uh, album, which again, that's the difference between Dan and me. This this album fits right in my wheelhouse. I, I love this, but um, it's also a very somber album. One mm, of the songs right. is "Now Is the Time for Tears," kind of riffing on Job chapter two. There is uh, basically a paraphrase of the first four verses of Psalm forty six. God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble that Michael English sings. And which also Psalm 46 is the uh, basis for Martin Luther's The Mighty Fortress is Our God. So, um, yeah. the And then the ending is Michael Card and Christine Dente singing together. Oh. Which, again, makes no sense. And you hear right. it, and it makes total sense. Okay. And so, yeah. it's It's a glorious album. It holds up completely well because all of the instruments are acoustic, and so they haven't aged one bit. There's very little mm -hmm. synthesizers, um, if any, maybe none, and just a lot of folk instruments, string instruments. And this album sounds as good to me today as it did back in 92, personally. Well, looking at the track list, I could see where it's uh, different from a lot of these various artists' albums and the fact that on most albums like this, you have, to say you have 10 tracks, you have 10 different artists. Whereas right. on this one, you've got Charlie Peacock on three songs, mm -hmm. you've got Susan Ashton on three, Michael mm -hmm. English on two. That's right. Um, which I found very interesting looking at the track list. All right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, and the duet between Michael English and Susan Ashton makes sense on paper and sounds just as good, oh, as, good. You, as you hoped it might would. So it, yeah. they sound great together. But yeah, this this album is is just fantastic. So there's your now, homework, Dave. There you go. I'm gonna listen. Yep, perfect. I'm gonna listen to it, no doubt. Hey, wow. Derek, Derek, your CD. So is it? It's a very big booklet. Yes, for the it insert, sure is. right? Yep. Now, does it include the new music guarantee? The new music guarantee on the mm. inside of there. I do not see the new music so, guarantee. Apparently, some of this came with a new music guarantee. If for any reason you are not completely satisfied after listening to Carm Dio. Simply fill out the information below and return in exchange for any other Sparrow compact disc. Really? <laughs> so, I, should try to, I should try to what? take up on that. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> After Pretty nearly sure 30 statue. years, I'm yeah. really unhappy with this disc. Statue yes. of limitations, I think, uh, is going <laughs> to present that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. This disc, suddenly, I'm not, in, I'm not much of a fan after 30 right. years. Just so, say it got lost in the mail. I meant to send it, and it came back to me, and I yeah. got lost. What do you got for me, Sparrow? So I had a copy of this. Of course, oh, no. it's, on, it's on loan to a robber now for about 20, 24 <laughs> oh, years. No. Yes. But uh, they, I can see them filling out the end of this. 
this this new music guarantee. He's probably yeah. filling it out right now. Mm, he like, probably is. This is not what I thought it would be. Yeah. <laughs> and if you're listening to this podcast, you better Mr. give it back. Yeah, please give it back and repent. <laughs> exactly. So, and then <laughs> nice. later in uh, a year later, I guess what they come out with Coram Deo two. Yeah. And then they got out of the gray. Margaret Becker is on there. Bob Carlyle, Stephen Curtis Chapman joins in. So yeah, so they had yeah. a couple little things going there. Yeah, that one wasn't quite as uh, I didn't like that quite as as well as the first yeah. one. I think yeah. they they hit a home run with the first and maybe kind of a infield single with the second one. Mm-hmm. So, in my, in my humble opinion, yeah. All right, All right. Cool. good stuff. All right. Next one, yeah. All right, well. Okay, so in our house growing up, my parents in their huge uh, cabinet stereo. Oh yes, this I is going to be good. Parent had yep. always had always had you know let's say like I told you before the Imperials and Andre Crouch and also Keith Green. So I grew up listening to Keith Green music. So I want to talk about No Compromise, the music of Keith Green. Oh, yes. yes, yes, perfect. In night- 1992, uh, of course, as most of the listeners probably know, he and two of his children were tragically killed in a small plane crash in 1982. Um, but, you know, before that, he had a major conversion and starting, you know, writing and recording Christian music as just a unique guy, um, kind of a free spirit. He didn't charge. If you couldn't afford his, his, his albums back then, I was going to say CDs, but it was albums. Um, right. You could get it for free. Um, he didn't keep a lot of the money he made. He, you know, invested in, in ministries and mm-hmm. just, a just a interesting guy. He had songs that would make you laugh. Like, uh, um, the song about, so you just want to go back to Egypt, right? Make you laugh mm-hmm. or songs that make you feel good. You know, like, uh, he'll take care of the rest. And then he's got one that hits you upside the head about the sheep and the goats. So, I mean, mm-hmm. he just, the spectrum of music was just, um, just unbelievable. Very talented guy. So this album honors his songs, and you've got Russ Taft, Stephen Curtis, Charlie Peacock, Petra, Margaret Becker, Michael Card, Susan Ashton, Rich Mullins, Steve Green, Glad, Kelly Willard, and Keith's wife, Melody, is also on this album with the track. Yeah. So uh, 12 tracks in all, produced by Brown Bannister. And I remember the first time I heard this, I was a little bit apprehensive, because Keith's sound is so unique, and when mm-hmm. You know, how are these songs going to sound in other, other artists' hands? Well, what I like about this album is, like, the Rust Half version of Your Look Broke Through sounds like Rust Half. Oh, yeah. These artists really took the songs and made them sound like their very own. Um, and I'll just start with highlights. I'll start that with that one there. That's my favorite uh, on the CD. Oh, yeah, I couldn't it's agree just, more. Uh, Your Love Broke Through by Russ. And, and Phil Keggy singing background vocals. That's right. He is on yeah. that. Yeah, the way it slows it down, it has almost that blues or old country type feel. Uh, this, I think, that these guys might agree. I think this track could have been on further on. Um, oh, I agree. Yep. With that sound. Yep. Um, I also like Stephen Curtis Chapman's version of "He'll Take Care of the Rest." Mm-hmm. Uh, great mm-hmm. rendition. The one that really surprised me when I first heard it, and I, I listened today, I still love it, is Charlie Peacock's totally different version. If I can't believe it. I mean, it sounds yes. completely different, but it sounds yeah. like Charlie Peacock. You know? Yeah, like, yeah. It sounds like In the Light. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, Steve Green does a beautiful version of Grace by Which I Stand. Margaret Becker's Oh, Lord, You're Beautiful is great. Um, and it's just, uh, yeah, just a great album of various artists. And uh, Keith Green's music is timeless. Yeah. 
Yeah, this album is worth it alone for Russ's version of Your Love Broke Through. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was never a fan of, of Keith's version of that song. And the only reason is, is because I heard Phil Kagi's first. Oh. So I heard Phil's version on uh, his, I think it was Love Broke Through. I think it was his Love Broke Through album. So I heard that first, and then I heard Keith second. So I thought Keith was covering Phil Keggy as opposed to Phil Keggy covering oh. Keith Green. Okay. <laughs> and so uh, that's how clueless I was. But Russ, boy, his vocal just sounds tortured on this song. And just, yeah, he makes it, it his own. Yep. And I, yeah. I love it. And I, I couldn't agree with you more on Charlie Peacock's version of I Can't Believe It. Tommy mm-hmm. Sims's bass on there is just, it's on fire. That yeah. is, that's, if somebody wants to know what Tommy Sims is all about as a bass player, that's one of the first tracks I'll play for him. Yeah, it's great. Is Because uh-huh. he just is, on those verses, it's just Charlie's vocal and a drum loop and Tommy's bass. And yep. it's like they're dancing and it's amazing. Right, yep. Yeah. So yeah, this one. So this is on all three of our lists, then, and this is at the top of my list. Yeah, I mean, this is just so. Uh, executive producer is Peter York, but inside of here, what I love about it is it's actually produced by a whole bunch of people. So Brown does stuff, but so does Charlie Peacock. So does James Hollihan. Bob Hartman does the Petra one. Yep. Um, and like you said, then all these amazing players, Tommy, top of the list. Jimmy Lee, mm-hmm. slow song. Yep. Mike Mike Brignadella is still on there. Yep. Dan Huff, Tom Hemby. Um, yep, John and Dino Elefante are yep. in there. Um, so many things to love about this. Uh, so yes, I'll third the <laughs> Rust Taps. Your love broke through. It was amazing. Right. Okay. Now here's the other things that I thought were really great. Was um, you're going to bring it up, aren't you? Uh, no, no. Hang, hang on. Oh. So a, I think a really hard song to duplicate uh-huh. was Keith Green's "Asleep in the Light." Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if anybody can do it like Keith Green did it. And Michael Card does it, and I was impressed. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow, he yeah. did. He, he yeah. pulled it off because that's pretty iconic. Yeah. Um. And uh, no, because normally I'm not really a big Michael Card fan. He's just not my cup of tea. But boy, he did a great job on that one mm-hmm. for me. And then the other one is uh-huh. the other song that's iconic with Keith Green is Rich Mullins. Yeah, or you are the one. And Rich uh... does, I think a, you know, I think he does a great job. Oh, I agree. One. I agree. Oh, okay. It just makes okay. me sad. Yeah. Just, yes. For the reason yes. you're going to bring up. Yeah. So. On this song, yeah, Rich Mullins is produced by Charlie Peacock, and it's got Tommy Sims bass, it's got James Hollihan guitar, and I think Rich Mullins never sounded better, yeah. in my opinion. And I'm like, why couldn't we have Rich Mullins produced by Charlie Peacock more often? Yeah, I know. That's, yeah. My, that's my lament. <laughs> yeah, that's mine too. Well, and you know, the other thing is, uh, there's such parallels, I think, between Rich and Keith, you know, and their yep. mu- their music, and how they looked alive, and how they lived, and obviously yeah. they they left way too early. Um, so hearing him do a Keith Green song is just is just great. You know, like, yeah. I, I agree with Dan. I don't think Rich ever sounded better than he does on this song. Oh, I agree. I completely agree. And hearing him with such a different sounding musical backdrop is so refreshing. Yes, yeah. yes. It's, it's just it just makes you sad for what could have been you could have had a lot more of this and 
Right. It was just kind of a one-off. So that's all yeah. we got. And the, the depth of sound on here, again, just is all captured well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if I, you know, if I were giving people homework, if you just want to hear an amazing song, obviously Russ, Russ's first track is great. Yep. But if you're a Keith Green fan, I think you could do really well with Riches. You are the one yeah. or sleep in the light. Oh, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. I think both. Yeah. yeah. There's your homework guys. So that's good. That's right. All right. Well, do you want me to throw out another one and see what yes. we get? Sure. All right. So let's see. I'm going to go with, um, I'm going to go with a little bit of a, an obscure album from 1993. So we're going a year after Coram Deo. And this album came out on word and it's called our family. And mm-hmm. so this, just like uh, Apple computers has the i everything, you know, iMac, iPod, iPhone, iPad, that sort of thing. Yeah. The Christian music back in the day had the our line of products. So we had <laughs> our hymns, we had right. our Christmas, and here we have our family. So that's kind of songs relating to parents and children and the family. And so there are just so many standout tracks on this that uh, I just, it just wins me over every time it's, it's on Spotify, so you can catch it. Um, And there was a hit off of this. Uh, I remember a lot of the AC Christian stations playing uh, Sandy Patty and BB Wines. He watches over you. Yep. Mm -hmm. So um, the, the lineup on there instrumentally is just incredible. It's um, Paul Lyme on drums, Lee Scalar from James Taylor's band and Phil Collins band on bass. And then Tom Hemby on guitar and Robbie Buchanan on keyboards. And of course the pairing of BB and Sandy works perfectly. It's just great. So that's, that's fantastic. Susan Ashton's song on here is so good. Innocent eyes. Um, yes. Again, it was uh, written by uh, David Martin, who I wasn't familiar with, but uh, was also a co-write with Wayne Kirkpatrick, who co-produced it. And so on this song, you've got uh, backing vocals by Chris Harris, Wayne Kirkpatrick, bass by Jimmy Lee Slos, uh, drums, uh, keyboards by Blair Masters and Gordon Kennedy playing guitar. So you've kind of got Susan's, you know, right and left hand guys with Gordon Kennedy and Wayne Kirkpatrick there. Uh, Tommy Sims's song is great. Bruce Carroll's is right up my alley. And again, Lee Scalar's on that. Um, and then the the other one that really kind of tugs at me is You Can Close Your Eyes, which is a duet between Brown Bannister and Kim Hill. And the reason that tugs at me is because uh, that's a James Taylor song that I sang to my two oldest daughters. I would pull out my guitar and sing that song to them probably hundreds of nights when they were wow. little girls going to sleep. Man. So I would play that song and sing it to them. So that's that's their song from when they're growing up from their dad. So you can wow. close your eyes is, is really nice. And the kind of bittersweet um, aspect of that song on this album is on drums there you have Carlos Vega, who was James Taylor's touring drummer and up until about this time. Uh, in 92 and he committed suicide. So mm. he's been gone a while, but Carlos Vega, James Taylor's drummer plays on this version here on this album. So it's again, kind of bittersweet to have Carlos on this song. So, yeah. 
So that's our family. If you haven't heard this, listeners, go out and find it and, and listen. It's it's really good. Well, and the cover kind of looks like a Christmas album. It's green. It kind of does. Yeah. Yep. So I was a little bit confused. Is this our family Christmas or just it our is. family or our Christmas? Our, yeah. Our, our, yeah, it's just our family. That's it. Right. Yep. You're our Christmas family. <laughs> It's well, the family we only see at Christmas. Right. <laughs> yes. I, I'm a little I'm a little more familiar with this album than the first one. Um I heard the I heard the radio song and then a couple of ones you mentioned, Derek, and another one I'll throw in that I always love Cindy Morgan's voice and so I, I love In the Arms of God. I think oh it's, for sure. It's a great song and anything she's done that I've heard I've always loved. So um yeah. kind of like a lot of the various artist albums, this was a little more slow. Um mm-hmm. I'm not sure why the, this was the case when they made these, but you know, it's uh, from what, from what I've heard of it, it's it's good, but uh, you definitely have to have a certain mood for it, in my opinion. Right, right, yeah. And one other thing I'll point out about the Cindy Morgan tune. So the credits on that are Lee Scalar again on bass and Blair Masters on keyboards and Shane Keister on piano and keyboards. And then the vocals on the last chorus are Ellie Bannister. That's Brown Bannister's daughter, daughter, oh, okay. who is now Ellie Holcomb. Who wow. has yeah. several CCM albums out? Current CCM albums. So cool. Ellie Holcomb is is Brown Bannister's daughter. So Ellie Bannister's nice. time. Yeah. yeah. So a little little tie in with uh, beige handrail there. Shout out! <laughs> yeah. Shout out to uh, let's see, Bob, Bob Farrell wrote on that one too. Shout out! He to did. Bob. That's yeah. right. That's right. And a Farrell and Farrell thing. See, he also wrote on the uh, Sandy Patty and BB Wanted song. He watches over you. So that's right. He sure did. Yep. yep. You're right. Good call. Nice. Dan, were you familiar with this one? I wasn't as familiar with this one. So the one I'm more familiar with was four years prior. Okay. So I'll, we'll switch to that one. Yes, please. 1989 Hour Hymns. Yes. And this one I thought they did a great job on yeah. as well. Um, good stuff played on the radio. Um, Michael Lewis Smith, Amy Grant, Kim Boyce, Russ Taft, Phil Kagey, First Call. Take six, mm-hmm. Petra. Um, they just did a great job with this and uh, produced by Brown. Yep. Right? Yep. Right. Yeah. And, uh, but the big, the big one on here that I liked and I think we ended up playing a lot on the radio was Tis So Sweet to Trust in Jesus, Amy Grant's right. version. Yeah. And uh, they just did a great job on that. Um, and then Russ Taff, again, is amazing, soulful Southern gospel um, on his track, the near the cross, my mm-hmm. Jesus, I love thee and turn your eyes upon Jesus. That tree yeah. there, um, just sounds amazing. Yep. Yeah. Um, so great, great one as well. Again, a little slower. They end with Petra's onward Christian soldiers, which kicks it up a little bit. Yeah. But other, otherwise it's, you know, very hymns yeah. and, uh, in that key. So what an odd way to end it did you think yes. yeah it's, it's yeah. Just yeah odd it's i don't know what else to call it it's well but odd. looking at looking at everything else in the disc i'm like well i guess you kind of kind of put it there i mean never nothing that really is that in that vein i mean yeah, maybe I don't know where the else first you thing put it. right yeah maybe the last thing on side one or something but yeah. i don't know yeah yeah this i this i i listened all the way through to this a couple times and i just uh, believe me, I'm a sucker for all things hymns. So um, that's the the church where I pastor. That's we're heavy on on the hymns, the classic hymn. We sing every verse and all that stuff. But um, yeah, just a lot of hymns from kind of the 19th century, great great awakening, 
uh, second great awakening type stuff. So it is well with my soul. Um, Honored Christian soldiers. A sacred head now wounded was really nice. I like that one. Um, the first call version. Um, I love take six here. And I, I, I don't think take six gets quite the CCM love they deserve. Yeah. So no. Maybe we'll write that on this podcast in coming episodes, but that their version of the savior is waiting is wonderful. And yep. they're such, such talented singers. I, they just are amazing. And so we definitely need to throw some love to take six in a future episode at some point. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. This is one that, for me, um, listening back to it, it just didn't have the same effect as it did when it came out. Because when it came out, uh, this was very... I mean, these are all the latest and the, the hottest CCM right. acts. Right. And the songs kind of... And they kind of did, like, an updated version of the hymns, a modern version back then. So I think maybe that's why it didn't translate as well to me. It's not quite as timeless as maybe some of the other various artist albums. But I still love the Take Six uh, the Savior's Waiting. I think it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, uh, you can't go wrong with Russ. I love his version of that yep. medley. Um, James plays James Hollihan on guitar. Jackie Street played bass on that. Mm-hmm. It's a great track. And, you know, being a Petra fan, I, I actually liked Onward Christian Soldiers. <laughs> Different take on it. Maybe, you're right, though, the placement's kind of odd. Maybe they should have put it at the beginning to, since it was up-tempo. I, I don't know. I, it'd be hard to, in an album this slow and... yeah. Uh, Boy, it's a it's tough to find a place anywhere for it. So. True, and also just, you know I like Phil Kagey's uh, "Oh God, Our Help in Ages Past." I guess that's very nice, beautiful, yeah. beautiful version of that song. So uh, yep. all in all, really good various artist albums from 1989. It's our hymns, not our family. Our not hymns. our family. Right. <laughs> so maybe we should do a mashup version of all of the our products, our family <laughs> Christmas hymns. Right there, you go. So is that just, did I get them all? I think so. Our Look at family it, yeah. Christmas hymns. Yeah, I got them all. Okay, so there we go. Our... All right. Have we so left it... any stones unturned here? Well, so speaking of Christmas, though, that is one thing we did not really go into because I think we're going to probably do some other Christmas ones later. For but sure. there are a lot of various artists' Christmas CDs yes. that I actually stayed away from for this particular discussion. Mm-hmm. I just stuck with ones that weren't Christmas. Um, but there's a lot of good Christmas ones out there. Now, the other one that I'm just briefly going to mention, because oh, out of bounds, it is out of bounds. All right. So, uh, the other one I'm briefly going to mention is um, the 1997 Awesome God tribute to Rich Mullins. Yes. Uh, I think it was really good. Yeah. Um, I know it was produced mainly by Reed Arvin, so I think maybe there's some things that are kind of lacking a little bit there, but um, but otherwise, I think they did a pretty good job of that tribute to Rich Mullins. Uh, but I still prefer, I, I think the best approach of the ones, all the ones that I've listened to, and oh, by the way, there's probably lots of other multi-artist albums out there we maybe don't even know about. <laughs> yep. They came and went, and somebody out there is thinking, why didn't you mention this? Well, I didn't come across it. Right. <laughs> I tried to find as many right. as I could. Um, and But the one, No Compromise, Keith Green, I think that was the best approach because they just let everybody produce their own and make yes. their own sound right. the way you know them to sound. Yeah. Right. You know, Petra stuck with, um, Bo- uh, with um, Bob producing them. Right. And so it sounded like Petra. Yep. And Russ Taft still had James Hollihan producing them, so it sounded like Russ Taft. 
Right. Um, I think that was the best approach. Yes. And then when they broke from that, there were surprisingly good results, like when Charlie yeah. Pierce is rich. Yeah. So that right. on, on paper, you kind of crinkle your nose and go, huh, that's going to sound interesting. And it's amazing. So it's just, yeah. again, it's, it's one of those things that on paper, it doesn't look quite right. And then you hear it and it makes total sense. So a couple that we could have uh, had in there, um, definitely the my utmost for his highest. Yeah. Um, yep. Various artists. Uh, did, and that had some hits. You are holy by for him was on yep. there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Man after your own heart was definitely an AC hit right. uh, by Gary Chapman. So there was a uh, heart like mine by Brian Duncan was on that song on that album. That, Which is that, one of Brian's best songs. I, I was going to say, that's probably my favorite from this album is the Brian Duncan song. Yeah. Yeah, I think so, too. It's 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 excellent. And then um, for some of the more, quote unquote, alternative fans from the time, you had the At the Foot of the Cross volumes one and two albums that uh, Derry Darry and Stim- Steve Hendelong from the choir produced. And so those are very kind of mellow uh, liturgical, very folksy sounding uh, songs, and 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 the one that I re- will always remember is from the first at the foot of the cross uh, was the trio of um, Derry Darty and Bob Bennett and I think Julie Miller uh, singing "Beautiful Scandalous Night." So I don't know if you guys remember that song. No. Okay, so that's that one is really good. Uh, at the uh, yeah, it is Julie Miller, Bob Bennett, Derry Darty. I still have my CDs here, so they're right here. So got them. But uh, those are very good as well. And then one more out of bounds. Dan did it, so got to have the soundtrack. So oh, okay. The, the sound okay. effect. Here we go. Yeah, right. sorry. Oh, out of yeah. bounds. Out of bounds. Okay. Uh, is the second. My utmost for his highest album. It's called. It's subtitled "The Covenant." Okay. Yep. And that one, I think, actually is better than the first. Wow. Um. Then, the, then there was a third one that wasn't quite as good, and it was mostly Brian Duncan. And I have the second one. I also have the first "My Utmost for His Highest," so I've got those. Um. So the and there was another. And there's another one from 2017. Oh, is that right? Wow. Is that the Brian Duncan one? No, no. It's just that one has like for King, King and Country, uh, really? all the kind of newer people uh, or newer artists. Uh, we Are His Messengers, Unspoken, Sarah Reeves, stuff like that. But um, that's, I did not, not know not, that. Yeah, but I think they're totally unrelated. Okay. But same, same title. Which is okay. Interesting. Oh. Yeah. So um, on the, the My Utmost for His Highest, The Covenant from 1996, which is a year removed from our. Uh, our furthest boundary uh susan's version of psalm 121 on that album is so good susan ashton's version yes and so that is that should end up on any susan ashton greatest hits going forward that and the the song from our family uh should also innocent eyes should also end up on a greatest hits near you so those are some that we missed that we could have gone into but we just we just didn't all right, good stuff. Yep, very good. And the last one, last one I'll mention is um, there was back in that day. There was also the Young Messiah, oh, and there was a, right. a yeah. CD called the New Young Messiah. Now you got to, you know, oh, that tell us good tidings to Zion, you know, something like that. It's got Susan Ashton, Christine Dente, and Cindy Morgan singing together mm-hmm. on that. On that, oh my goodness, yeah, so good, but yeah, very classical. 
So now, Dan, okay. you and I went to a Young Messiah performance down in Tulsa. Do oh, you remember that? Man, I do not. You, you and I went. These, I do. Talking to you. you remember all these things? <laughs> I do. I, I still have the program from it, so I have wow. got it. I have got it, and I just saw it the other day, so I still have that. So that was that was a good concert. It was uh, Stephen Curtis was there. Wayne Watson. Yes. Um, first call. Um, Sheila Walsh. So we did. Wow. It's um, amazing. Yeah. I know Stephen Curtis was kind of the big name mm-hmm. and Wayne Watson were the big names on that tour. So, mm-hmm. and Oh, Sandy, so. Sandy Patty was there too as well. So yeah. Nice. Yeah. Very good stuff. Well, great. Okay. Well, there we are. So look back real quick at some of the uh, multi-artist albums. Unless you have anything else to add. No, just this up. No, that's good. Yeah, this is good. That's a good episode. And uh, by the way, if you uh, would do us the favor of subscribing in your favorite podcast player, whether it's Stitcher or uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify or your Walkman or your Discman, (laughs) Jerry rigged them to play uh, podcasts. More power to you. So give us a subscribe, give us a thumbs up, and a review. We'd be happy to happy to have that. All right, talk to you later. All right, Lord be with you guys. Thanks. Talk to you next time.